Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now let's get on to Dragons. Wow. <laughs> this one's tough because as we discussed last week, guys, there's so many what-ifs. There's so many, yeah, they are banking on their young guns, but will their young guns become everything they should become at that club? You know, do the young guns need to be somewhere else or, or whatever? So when I look at this squad, they've got one hooker, they've got three halves but you know one of them you know probably is ready for first grade but will be maybe playing on the bench um i just they they almost overachieved last year bizarrely because of ben hunt's absolutely incredible year so this is a a massive swing team if their backs turn into the like for example you look at their backs okay we've got fainai twins we know how talented they are. Like, I really like him. You've got Suli, who, in my opinion, is a top-tier center. Like, I would happily play Suli at his best against any other center in the competition outside of maybe Latrell or Joe Manu. Um, that's how good I think Suli is. You've got Zach Lomax, another elite outside back. So when I look at their backs, and if I, and, and you've got Ravalara as well, if he re- reaches his potential, if I look at their backs, I go, they're fucking really, really good backs, like really good backs. But then I look at their forward pack, and I, I see a bunch of tough, gritty, good forwards, but do they have that extra punch that some of the other squads have? What do you guys think of this squad? You said they bizarrely overachieved. I think they almost definitely overachieved last year. Mm. Like, you have a look. If you, if you just have a look simply at the ladder, the five teams above the Dragons underachieved, these are the teams below them. Manly, Bulldogs, Titans, Knights, Warriors, West Tigers. Tell me which of those teams is going to be worse next year than what they were. Like, they've all improved. Mm. And the Dragons have seemingly just stayed the same for me. They've added Jacob Little, but they lose Andrew McCulloch. I'm, you know, I, I, I think that's a downgrade in my opinion. Yeah. Lose Maguire, lose Sims, lose Alvaro, lose George Burgess. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I just, like even Jackson Ford and um, Jack Goss, like they, they were good guys to have in your squad to bring in. I just, I don't know about this side. I, I mean, mate, let's as we said the other day, Ben Hunter had a ten out of ten season. If he had an eight out of ten, where would they have finished? Mm. Yeah, it's um, I just yeah, I, I, it's the forward pack for me that's just a bit. You know, Blake Laurie, absolute nut trucker. And you need a Blake Laurie in your side, for sure. Same with Aaron Woods in, in the sense, like, you know, good, solid. But Aaron Woods is towards the end of his career. Um, you got Francis Molo, who can put some good footy together. But when we're talking about the tippity-top tier, for example, you compare this to, say, a Tigers forward pack. I would say the Tigers forward pack, easily on paper. Not, not easily, but... It's clear that the Tigers forward pack on paper is better than the Dragons forward pack right now, which is a bit concerning. Timmy, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think the Dragons are in all sorts. And you nailed it, Kempi. Just where's the punch in that pack? And it, mm. it's not a knock on the individuals like uh, Blake Laurie, Francis Molo, Jack DeBell, and uh, Michael Molo, Taro Fumano. All these blokes could slot in to teams and play a really key, valuable role. Yeah. But. Uh, cumulatively as a group none of them are those just blockbusting um, knock them over forwards that you know skittle some defenders and then they play off the back of that they'll all toil they'll all do a job they might grind out a few wins but like there's just there's no upside to this team and and I I shouldn't say no upside because they've got some young attacking like backline players with potential but I, I just I just wonder where the platform's going to come from up front. I don't see how they can finish higher than they did last year. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for the combo of Benny Hunt and Talatau Moan this year because I think Moan, you know, he's got a really promising future. He'll have learned a lot from the World Cup, a full season under his belt. He's only going to get better. But oh, I just, the pack concerns me a lot. And, and the one you touched on, but the hookers, their hooker, starting hooker Jacob Little, who, good footballer, he'll do a job, but. His last five seasons, he's played 10 games, 20 games, 6, 11, and 13. Like, injury prone. He goes down. Your hooker's probably Moses Embai. Um, mm. They're just... <laughs> or yeah. Sullivan. They or, seem, or Sullivan, yeah. who's, you know, primarily a half. I know he played a lot, a bit of hooker in reserve grade last year and at times off the bench in first grade. But it's just hard to, to get optimistic about this side, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just it's a, uh, you're, you're totally right. It's no one specifically in that forward pack. It's more just about balancing your mm. forward pack. Like, you know, you look at um, the Dogs and the Tigers and you go, okay, Pele and Stefano, these are two big, big boppers that if they hit their potential can just bust teams open. Matter of fact, if you added either of those guys to this pack and, and they played to their potential – does it change the world? Not really, but I've, to tell you what, it changes the complete balance of the pack. I mean, even if you added Clement to this pack at yep. the moment, it's just that the, the big... I know Aaron Woods is a big fella, but as I said, he's, you know, towards the end of his career, he's more, he's more like in the Fafita stage of his career. You know, bring him off the bench, does a job, take him off. Um, so just, yeah, it's, it's the balance of the fullback. Jack Bird, is he a 13? Like, I think he is, but at the same time, like, he... What, put it this way: What position do you guys think Jack Bird is? He's <laughs> definitely he's a good footy. He's a good, great footy player. But I, I also think that he's not the best suited player for thirteen in this side. I would still go with Jack DeBellin at thirteen. So yeah. your one upside player who's got a bit about him is stuck out on an edge, and mm. I just yeah, oh, fuck. 
they're such a frustrating team to try and put a good squad together because you just there's just no upside in it. It's Ben Hunt or nothing. And you know, I agree, mate. I I, I love Amon. I think he's got a big future. And I thought he's going to go away to the World Cup. He's going to lead Tonga. They're going to be great. He got over there and they were picking Isaiah Katoa before him. Mm. Like he didn't even gain any experience out of that World Cup. And Tonga were incredibly disappointing. And he wasn't even part of it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And he was he was getting really good towards the back end of the year, mate. Right, yeah. In, in the half situation, it's it. There's no no more clarity as to what's going to happen. Like Jaden Sullivan, Bud Sullivan, surely he's not playing 14 off the bench again. Like, surely he's leading the New South Wales Cup team around a park to try and win a premiership to get him that experience. But in saying all of that, they Jaden has come out, and even I think Tyrell Sloan have come out and said, you know, we're fully on board. We aren't, it was just a bit of a miscommunication, and we're here to be developed and all that kind of stuff. I will say a really interesting thing at the Dragons. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a negative. Outside of Sullivan, Lomax, and uh, where is it? Sullivan and Hunt. Every other player is only signed on to 2024. So, like, there's a world where, in you know, two years' time, this is a completely different roster. I guess the unfair thing for Hook is, does he have that much time to be able to re- reset this roster? Yeah, that's a bit of a worry to me. To be honest, that's sort of it's I, like, I think it's a matter of time until Hook goes personal, and then they're starting all over again. They're, they're literally starting all over again, and their whole roster is, you know, for example, like does Suli stay if he continues to play the way he's going to play? Um, so I know this is super super pessimistic, but if they start the season one from eight or something. With all those players off contract, as you sort of touched on, Kempi, you need a coach coming in with two two years to look ahead and plan for and go get the squad that he wants. So if they are battling, the way the squad's set up, <laughs> does someone come in with a free reign? Alternatively, do they double down on hook and just say, mate, it's still your team for two or three years, build the squad you want, but it's very concerning all around. Oh, the, the thing with the, the, the hook situation is really bizarre because, you know, and someone made a comment of, you know, on YouTube, and it's, it's a fair comment. Look, they're back in their youth. They've got really good guns, rah, rah. The concern was it's like they wanted to leave the club last year. They made massive noise about leaving the club. So it's not like, you know, it's not like you've got these young guys who are like, I'm pissed off, but I absolutely love hook. I mean, they may be sweet now, but at the time there was no like, okay, I disagree with what's going on, but I love this guy as a coach. He's really getting the best out of me or whatever, you know, and maybe it was the, the young fella's fault. Or I, don't know, I don't care whose fault it was. The fact that it remains is that they clearly weren't agreeing on where they each saw each player. And so the, the Dragons are in this very strange spot of like all this really good youth, but let's say that, let's say Hook, let's say they go one from eight or whatever and Hook, you know, unfortunately they let him go. I, I, I see a painful few years for the Dragons because it's a then it is officially a rebuild because then Benny Hunt goes and then all of a sudden you've got two really young halves. It's a massive rebuild. I just like, I don't know, like you, you even had Ben Hunt come out a month or two ago and say that, oh yeah, Hook's under pressure. Like we know if we don't perform to start this season, you've got, you know, I don't want to harp on it, but you've got three of these blokes that showed up to their end of season do, which blew my mind. You've got the captain coming out and saying, we know he will be gone if we don't win. It seemed to me that there was a lot of guys that would be happy to be playing under another coach next year. Whether those optics are right or not, I don't know. But 
it is just an awful situation, mate. As you said, like the only bloke that's signed up until 2026 is Zach Lomax. And that was done ages ago. Bro, and if I was Zach Lomax's manager, I'd be saying, let's get you out of there. So I really much would. Potential. Like, so much potential. But are you ever going to achieve what you're meant to achieve at the Dragons? I, I'm not sure if he will in this current situation. Like, if he could get the money or whatever, and he, maybe he's on a big wicket, so he'll stay, which is fair enough. But, like, imagine the doggies with a, a Lomax in the centres or the Tigers with the Lomax in the centres as their, their improvement. I know it sounds silly because you're sitting there going, as a Dragons fan, you're going, dogs and Tigers are literally below us. Like, what are you talking about? But I, I don't know. I just see at the moment as a club, I see more upside. I mean, Tigers are a different case because <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen with that club. But Bulldogs with Seraldo, with the Laundy group behind them, with Gus Gould, like, that, if that's not a club on the up, like, I don't know what other indication you could get. Whereas the Dragons at the moment... Um, but anyway, let's, let's try to get positive. Let's try to get positive because I know Dragons fans will be stinging right now. The positive is, is their outside backs talent is fucking amazing. Mm. Like, actually amazing. Matter of fact, like, if they all reach their potential, they could be one of the better back lines in the competition, in my opinion. Outside of maybe... Well, Tyrell Sloan, if he reaches his potential, fullback-wise, he could be, you know, a top-tier fullback. Um, that's that's if he reaches his potential. But when you let's say let's say you've got a Sloan in two years or whatever hitting his peak, great ball player, great ball runner, gets better at defence, gets all, all that kind of stuff. You have got Lomax at his peak, peak, who was literally in the Origin squad. Suli, who as I said, I think he's a top tier. And then you got Fainai on one wing, and you got Ravalara on another one. Tell me that's not an, a, a top tier backline. And this is the frustrating thing, mate. Like they they've got the players. Like, like you look through and you go, like, like I would argue that Lomax and Suley, whilst they're young and they're getting there, like they're, they're probably two more strike centres than a lot of other teams in this competition. Easily, easily. Like, okay, we just talked about Tigers doggies. Imagine those two sides with those two centres in it. We all put it this way: imagine the doggies. How differently we'd be talking about them if they had Suley and Lomax in the centres right now. We'd be going, "Fuck, this is maybe even a top eight side." You know, I, I guess that that is one positive for St George that you know Mo- Moses Sully arrived there with a bit of a question mark around him. Are they going to get the very best? And they did get the best out of him. Yeah. So hopefully they they can do it with a heap of these other guys. But you just they got heaps of depth in the backs as well. Yeah. So like that is an exciting thing for the for the Dragons is their backs are, are bloody good, like bloody good. Um, in the halves, what what do you do? The, the the they're in this weird position where it's almost too good to be true. Where you look at some of the other depth of the halves and they'd, they'd die to have a Jaden Sullivan ready there to go. In some clubs, he'd even be starting. Do you think it's a good or like it's a good or a bad thing? Is it throwing the balance out of who is the, the, the pairing going forward or would you put Benny Hunt at nine and just say, stuff it? Like, oh, I don't think they can afford to play Hunt at nine. I just, as much as I think it's his better position, I just, I don't think they have anyone that's ready to lead a side around, let alone this side. Oh, I think you need Hunt at seven. What, what do you think? Being such a, an integral figure of this side and you say they can't afford to put Hunt at nine, could he be the Cam Smith to this side that leads it from hooker? He's still, he's still the direction. He's still mm. a, you know, a big part of the kicking game and all that. You've got these two rookie halves <laughs> with huge upside, but Benny Hunt still runs the show from nine. Because in terms of balance of your six, seven and nine, you know, that's good. There's a lot of points there. It's a good side. But, as you said, you're leaving it to two young fellas at six and seven. Do you, you don't think they could do it? 
I don't know anything. Anyone that says can he be the Cam Smith that worries me. <laughs> that worries yeah. me. And I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I completely. You understand. more mean just like the the general yeah, Adam? But I just yeah, I, yeah, 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 the general Adam, yeah. which doesn't happen in too many NRL sides. Yeah, yeah. which yeah, I, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think they need him at seven. I think they need him. Well, I also I think I don't around. think he wants to play nine. Like I, I don't think you know he's had a good career. You know, arguably the best seven to some people last year. And he's he's minding be like no like I'm a you guys sort that out like I'll continue to play really well. Um, if Jacob Little goes down, many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How far can this side go with Moses Mbai or Sullivan at nine for a full season? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Like, they may be forced to put Benny Hunt at nine if he goes mm, down. Be like, wouldn't surprise me at all. Sorry, the mate. reality is... Ben Hunt still signed up for another three years. He's thirty-two years old. I like. I also don't think from that perspective they can afford to let him make forty tackles per game yeah. because you know he fucking will at that age. He'll make well. you fifty tackles yeah. per game. Yeah. So the Dragons, as I said, the positive is they got some of the best, most talented young halves with Sullivan and Amone. Uh, their backs, in my opinion, are absolutely outstanding. Um, they've got some good individual forwards for sure. It's just you know the the cohesion of it that it's a bit surprising. Um, it's easy to also allude to when you're talking about all, all these teams. You look at upside and attacking and where the points and the strike coming from. But defensively, I think it's quite a good team. Like, while, while you know, you, you touched on Sully and Lomax, there's strike out wide. But I think the entire back line defensively are pretty rock solid. There are a lot of teams then where I go, geez, I'll be attacking straight at this pair or this pair or this bloke out here. Mm. That type of team, like, you know what, I think it'll be a very resilient defensive outfit. Um, so yes, it's not without. It's like what uh, they did this year, like in games where they just like they they were so gritty, and so and that's like the kind of coach hook is. So if they are to challenge for the eight again, like they did last year, it'll be through just grit and grind, and then allowing Benny Hunt to do what he does, the magic that he does. Because um, as I said, you, you're right in regards to all their forwards, like individually, you know, Lake Laurie, Grinder, DeBellin, one of the best defensive forwards there are. Um, Sua at his peak Origin player um, Back Well you know A couple of years ago um, Fui Maono Has some really good moments As well You always know Jack Bird So You know Maybe they do Try to Because they're not As big of a forward pack Maybe they try to be Just real grindy And gritty And they allow their Outside backs To get the points for them Shout out to Ben Hunt too, 291st grade game, so he should bring up three scones this year. It's an incredible effort when you consider his entire career and everything he's been through. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So the million-dollar question, is this an eight-side, boys? Not for me. Jimmy? God, no. Yeah, no, they're, they're down the bottom for me. Yeah. yeah, it's actually. I think. Did we have? Did I have them as fighting for? We the, all had them. Well, yeah. So, I, think us, so I don't I, think you'd join yet. We I remember exactly what it was. Yeah. It was. It was the eighth place was going to be either the Canberra Raiders or the Dragons. Yeah. yeah that okay. was that was the prediction from last year, and the, yeah. and and they came what eighth and tenth. So it was pretty bang yeah. on. And I think that was a pretty general 
opinion too. I think a lot of people shared a similar thought that the Dragons could be Smokies, but then it quickly, the season started and I think it was a bit of a reality check for everyone. Oh, you know why? It was because their young guns came in at the yeah. end of the year before and they just fucking smoked it. And they, in particular. Yeah, just playing mad and then all of a sudden, yeah. Um, unfortunately for me, I can't see them making the eight. Um, happy to be proven wrong, just like with the Tigers doggies. Happy. Matter of fact, I'd be stoked because how good would that be for rugby league that all three of those were fighting for the eight? But unfortunately, I just just don't know if they've recruited enough punch in the middle. They could just get one or two big boppers. I would I would um, be like, yep, I can think they can. So, the, look, glass half full thinking. If they can recruit really well this year, they're, they're almost they could swing so quickly into oh shit because they've got Ben Hunt. You know, they could find, let's say Jacob Little finds some, um, not not as injury prone or whatever and get some games on his, under his belt. So, un, but unfortunately this season, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't think they'll make the eight. It would uh, be interesting, like if Hook does go, just there are some decent coaches that don't have teams at the moment. Yeah. Like a, a Desi Hasler or one of these, like it could. Could you imagine Desi Hasler at the Dragons? Holy well, sure, sure, if, the, if it doesn't work with Hook. Surely he's the guy they go to, isn't it? I mean, he, he almost can guarantee that he's... He might be a mad scientist and he'll do all this crazy shit, but he almost guarantees finals footy. Yep. You'll be relevant. Yeah. Like, think about it. He literally almost guarantees finals footy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.